You know why most people lose motivation? They haven't looked at their goals in five years. They say they have goals, but if you're not looking at them daily, what happens is you distance yourself from the ambition. Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, every single week we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp, energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Hi, it's Brendan Burchard. It's my honor to be here with you today to talk about how you can get started, 
how you can scale. And these principles I'll share with you today, I hold my hand, seven strategies and steps you want to follow. If you're just building for the first time, you're trying to get your message out there and, and trying to reach more people or earn more or make a greater difference. Or you're like, Brendan, I'm already crushing. I'm already at six, seven figures. Tell me what else, where else do I go? I'm talking about that today. So thank you for, um, for tuning in. Let's walk through the seven things I would advise you to do. I got seven things. Now, I'm going to approach these from each of the seven. I'm going to give you two angles on it, okay? One angle is going to be if you're starting. Another angle will be if you're already there, right? So I'm going to talk to my beginners, and I'm going to talk to my six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure, nine earners. Like I'd give the same advice to Jamie Kern Lima as she's you know going from a billion-dollar sale to L'Oreal with her cosmetic company into the influencer space, right? Into the thought leader space because she's got a book dropping this next year. So it's like, okay, how do you have to th start thinking about all this? So these are Brendan Burchard's seven tips to starting and scaling your influencer, thought leader, expert, social media, influencer brand. Number one, most important thing, if you're going to be an influencer or thought leader in the modern era and you want to win, you got to decide to go deep. Decide to go deep. That's what you have to decide. What does this mean? Now, again, it's going to mean different things for beginners and different things for those who are experienced. First and foremost, deciding to go deep. Let's talk about what I mean by that. Number one, that is in your topic area and the way in which you interact with your audience. Your topic area and the way you interact with your audience. Listen, if, if you just want to do yoga instruction, don't try to start and do yoga instruction, parenting advice, teaching advice. Don't try to do everything. Just go be a killer, awesome, fantastic yoga instructor. If you want to be a person who is teaching parenting advice, but you can also teach business advice, choose one and go deep to start. I am not saying you can't do multiple topics. Clearly, I do and many of our speakers do too. But there's a difference between building a business when you're starting on multiple topics versus expanding to multiple topics and multiple offers. So beginners, I'm going to give you the greatest freedom of your life today. Just choose one. Any of them is fine, but choose one. It doesn't even matter. You're like, but Brendan, should it be parenting advice or yoga first? Which one do you like the most right now and you're willing to really go deep on for the next two and a half years. Like you just love, like it's so easy for you to talk about. So easy to create content around. You're just going to do that. So just pick one. I just, I need one topic. And the philosophy is I'm going to go deep on that topic. That means mastery. You're going to study that. You're going to read that. You're going to take other people's courses on that to see what they're teaching. You're going to obsess about that topic. And you're going to give yourself permission to completely dork out and go deep on that topic. That's what you're going to do. So for me, it was going to be personal development. But when I began, I didn't just go all things personal development, health, wellness, you know, all these different areas of anger. Like, am I talking about childhood? Am I talking about that? I said, no. When I began, I was like, I'm going to stay straight in the lane. When I began, I was like, I'm going to be in motivation. I'm going to talk about human behavior change related to increased motivation. 
That's where I'm going to focus for me, right? Then as I decided to go deep on other topics, I really focused specifically on that topic. Like as an example, if you were with me at the beginning of my career, ultimately I stacked on how to partner with other organizations, people, um, corporations, nonprofits to share your message. So it was like a partnership model. And all I did is that one thing. So I had like, like a, I'm a motivation, personal development guy, learning from psychology and philosophy, neuroscience, behavioral sciences. Cool. Kind of on this one area. Now that gives me a lot. I can be talking about motivated to start your business. I can be talking about motivated to work out. I can be talking about motivated to do your homework. I can be talking about like, but motivation was kind of like, that was the thing I was going to gain some real mastery and understanding on scientifically terms of research, but also what, what were all the other quote unquote motivational speakers talking about or the psychologists who focus on human drive, what were they talking about? And that's been a theme of my, throughout my career. If you read the charge, the 10 human drives that make you feel alive. You read the motivation manifesto because of you guys, the best-selling text on the best-selling book on motivation of the century so far. No one's beat it out yet. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so thank you for your support of motivation manifesto and thank everybody for supporting that. I mean, oh my gosh, I have a whole story on that. Anyway, go deep to write motivation manifesto as an example. That was like a three year journey, just deep dive on the philosophy of human freedom. I just stuck like a deep dive about how revolutionist rhetoric like shaped what the drive for human freedom looked like. And, and I mean, I went, I dorked out. I made that an art project. I went deep into that topic and then it was rewarded, you know, with whatever it was like 30, 40 weeks on the New York times bestseller list. You know, I went way deep on that book. And so it's like own your topic and then also go deep with the audience what does that mean? Don't be a superficial Instagram person showing your butt all the time. <laughs> okay, show your butt, but at least talk about something. You know what I'm saying? I, I think it's important that, that, that you need to have depth. People want to understand that you have a, a, a life philosophy, that there's depth behind your message. You know, don't be just superficial of like, look at my breakfast. Like you can show your breakfast on social media. That's fine. But if thematically, thematically during the week, we aren't seeing that you're going to go deep a little bit, that you're, you're going to talk about the struggles of life, a philosophy of life, a better way of living life, a way to treat people, a way to conduct a business. In other words, value-oriented conversation, value-driven conversation, human values. If you watch, okay, Princier with billions of views, if you listen to his, our interview yesterday, He's talking about philosophy. He's literally talking about, it was like a, it was a session on human philosophy and evolution. He was really just talking about, it was like unbelievable and, and art. And you see his videos and some of them, as he said, you know, the, the, the titles are kind of clickbaity, right? Because he work, works on titles to stop people and grab them. But if you watch the videos, like, whoa, there's human values here. We need that from you. And for those specifically who want to lead a movement, who want to lead change, you got to go deeper into your conversation about what's important in life. 
And it doesn't come up once a month when you launch. It's always there. If you study my work, like what's important in life is always there. It's so consistent for year after year after year because I decided to go deep on my own philosophy of life. You should know your philosophy of life. That's why you heard so many people here talking about they went deep on getting mentors or coaches or therapy <laughs> or uh, learning from people because they, they need to go inside and figure stuff out. You got to go deep. Now, I know for the beginners, you're immediately like, okay, I chose one topic, Brendan, but I've been putting out stuff for it for a while and it's not working. That's why you're going to need these next seven steps. All right. That's why you're going to have to really pay attention here to the roadmap. I'm giving you a roadmap today, but it begins with a decision to go deep into a topic that you love, speak with depth to the audience, speak with depth to the audience. And then when you have offerings, it's okay if you have a simple solution at the top, like Glow, like I love her so much, Glow Atanma, was she amazing? At Glow Graphics on Instagram, she blew us away yesterday. I just love her so much. Um, you know, she she talked about you can have a $27 ebook, but at some point people want to go deeper in that journey with you. They want more depth, more instruction, you know, more information. Right. And, and that's just that's just real. It's not because you're a salesperson, it's because you can only convey so much in a short amount of time. Right. I'll do my best here today, but many of you guys know I do uh, influencer business program. And that's every month live doing this stuff. And people stay with us month over month over month because. You don't learn marketing in one, you know, three-day event. Like it, it's a professional development, right? It's professional development. So I offer products that go deep with people. There are a segment of your audience, usually about a good 15% of your major audience, your email list, as an example, that want those bigger courses, that want that monthly instruction, that want to be in your mastermind, that want one-on-one -on -one coaching, Right. It's like there's, there's a part of your audience that wants that deeper solution. So what is your deeper solution? We're going deep on the topic. We're going deep with the audience, philosophically, practically, with our values. And we're going deep with a solution for them. That depth is what makes you wealthy. It makes you rich in spirit and joy because you're on the path to mastery yourself. But it makes you wealthy because... A lot of people really want, quote unquote, next level with you. And it also makes you broadly known because people like you more. I mean, everyone always asks like, why, Brendan, why do you think The Rock became so huge? And I was like, oh, well, if you follow Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, on, on, on social media, he talks so much about mana and spirit, karma, family, the philosophy of his work life, the philosophy of how he gets things done, the philosophy of how to treat one another. And whether or not you agree with that, you got to see that when he overlaid philosophy like that, he kind of excelled beyond the normal wrestler or movie star. Because a lot of wrestlers out there don't have a following like that. A lot of movie stars don't have a following like that. He's putting life, mana, philosophy into his work so thematically that we connect with human values. Same thing with Jay Shetty. Same thing with Prince EA. Same thing with Glow. Same thing with Natalie and Danielle. Right? You just see it over and over. Watch Tom Bilyeu on Impact Theory. He's got a philosophy about life. You know that dude is going deep. So people really connect with that. 
we must fight the superficial trends of social media. I'm not saying you can't post a picture of your cat. All right. I ain't saying you can't. I mean, cats allowed. Shoot. When I post Sasha, I feel like I'm famous again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That little cat, man, people love that cat. Not saying you can't do that, but I'm saying thematically there has to be depth. This is important. Now, here's what also has to be. I really want you to feel like you become a lifelong student of your topic. When I say go deep, I mean, really study it. Really study it. Like for me in marketing, I, I study everybody in marketing to this day, even though I'm known as a great marketing guy, I still study it. Yesterday, I was talking with the guy, I'm investing in his company and he's, and he's talking and he's talking about copywriting and I'm listening. I'm like, oh, you studied Gary Halbert, didn't you? He's like, you know who Gary Halbert is? I'm like, yeah. Doesn't everyone? He's like, he's like, oh my God. He goes, literally the only person I've ever met who knows Gary Halbert. And I was like, oh yeah, I just, yeah. I studied that like years ago. And so I think what's important is literally like 15 years ago. So I think it's important to be a master of your craft. Like for me in human behavior change, I can talk equally about uh, uh, the influence of an Earl Nightingale in, in pop self-help, right? As one of the original founders and godfathers of personal development of the modern era. And I also know though what Socrates' opinion was on living a great life. And I can also talk with you about Alfred Adler or Eric Fromm, like in, in uh, psychology like humanistic psychology. I'm like, oh, but you want to move out of human psychology and come over to behavior change? It's like, oh, well, here's what Anders Ericsson said or what Angela Duckworth said or what Marty Seligman says. Like just having, like knowing the players in your space. I always tell people, if you can't do what I just did, if you can't rattle off the top five to 10 thought leaders and influencers on your topic, you haven't gone deep yet. Like you should know their thought process, know what they teach, know their frameworks. And like that amount of study, I mean, I think of Craig who came on here, Craig Clemens. He's at Craig on Instagram. You know, he's, his words have done over a billion dollars in sales. He's the most successful living copywriter. He was day one. I was at Dean Graziosi's wedding in Italy and Dean uh, was getting married at this fancy like unbelievable lake in Italy. And it was like, all oh, is amazing. And I sit down with Craig and, and I had one of those Italian fancy drinks. Could you imagine me with alcohol? Watch out world. I'm telling you what, I had this fancy Italian thing. I don't know what they call it. And I was like, woo. And I'm like holding on to the table a little bit. And, uh, and, and, and Craig gives me like an hour and a half guided history through advertising. It was unbelievable. All these people, I was like, that's why he's written copy worth a billion bucks. He knows the history. He knows the history. When we don't know history, we are forced to reinvent the wheel. When we reinvent the wheel, our scale is slower. You want to have influence? You're going to tell your audience the same thing. Catch this. If you are the person in that person's life telling them to gain mastery, they follow you. You're their leader. You're their motivator. 
If you're just talking about their life and you're casual, cool. But when you are leading by telling them to develop mastery, he and she who tell others to develop mastery become the leaders because they hold the higher standard. They ask for excellence. They ask to go deep. So don't think that I'm just talking out my mouth. This is a strategy too for you to become that leader in your industry. But you got to think about it from day one. From day one, I said, I am going to become a leader in the personal development and life coaching industry. I'm going to become in that top 10 of all time. I don't know how. And I wasn't aiming for number one because I think it's all about the top 10 being in that category. Because you know what? Trying to be number one is to me, I'll just give you my philosophy about that. I think it's kind of silly because number one usually has so much to do with personality. You know, and number one is so different. Like, how do you measure an Oprah versus an Ellen? I mean, you can in some ways, but people will do it differently. My question was, how do I be in that universe of conversation? When you say this person in that space, right? For me, in the thought leader space, once I made it and I decided to start teaching it, I said, I want to be one of the better trainers in this area. I won't be the most famous. I'm not going to have, you know, my life on camera the whole time. But when it comes to deep dive training, I want the world to know I'm one of the best. So I got to figure out, I got to learn. I got to study how people learn. Like I got to literally study like handbooks on adult learning theory. I have to learn how people learn so that I can make my content better. So I hope that helps. So this is what we're talking about with this idea of, of going deep. That's again for the beginners. Okay, now for those who've already scaled. Let's say you're at 100,000, 200,000, a million and above. Here's what this means to you. You got to rein it all back in and get that laser focus again. My friends who are earning millions at this, what happens is you get bigger, you go broader, which is great. But then you, 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 you start creating too many things. It's like when Steve Jobs returned, like got fired from Apple Steve comes back to Apple and what's happening? He's like, why are we doing all these crazy products? And he clears the decks and he goes, no, no, we're gonna take these six and we're gonna go way deep. We're gonna make the best ever on these six things. And what happens is uh, it's a threat when you're starting, but it's a real threat when you scale because you start going in too many directions. Look at me, I've been doing this full time. My first book came out in 2001. So it was 19 years ago. Whoa, MG. I, I left a corporate job and went full-time at this in 2006, I think. Yeah, 2006. So 14 years. I have two topics. I teach personal development with the focus on motivation, habits, and confidence. And I teach marketing with the focus of thought leadership. Now, I've got maybe two or three major products under each one. Just two or three. It doesn't mean I don't have many, many more. But if you looked at it financially for 14 years, really there's just two or three, we call them tent poles, right? Two, two cash cows, other people call it, right? It's the, these are the major things that really crush it for us. So focusing there is important. And you heard this from... Let's see, Natalie at Boss Babe, she said, we have a subscription. We spent the last two years selling one subscription. 
Listen to that, guys. She spent two years with a huge audience, with no audience first, and then it became big, selling one thing. And it was an obsession of like, how do we make that one thing great and go deep on that thing and go deep with that community? Because that's how you build that initial tribe of customers who start that word of mouth movement that says, this person cares, this person does it different. Don't be a superficial marketer and don't deliver with superficiality. Go deep. Let me give you another example for those who are really advanced. I have friends who run huge SaaS companies, major SaaS companies, right? Like in valuations in the hundreds of millions or billions. And often what happens is as they get bigger, they, they focus so much on just getting people in all the time that they stop going deep with people psychologically so they can't keep them. The churn is bad, they call it. The churn. People coming in, bouncing out. Coming in, bouncing out. Coming in, bouncing out. So it's important to say, oh, okay, I, I need to go deep here. I need to really lengthen. Part of it, for those of you who are in that middle ground, here's a simple thing. Lengthen the conversation and deepen the vulnerability in your follow-up sequences, which we'll get to. Go deeper. Whatever that means to you. I hope you all like, and what I'd love for you to do here is let's turn this workshopping today. So what does go deep mean to you? Have you ever thought about the fact that one of the top podcasters on the planet, Joe Rogan, have you ever noticed his shows are two hours long? His podcast, like, think about that. In a world that's so superficial, people are listening to these podcasts. They're hours long. So don't fear going deep. I think it's really important. Don't fear going deep. All right. Number two, prioritize weekly content rhythm. Prioritize weekly content rhythm. What does that mean? Well, what that means is the first word, prioritize. If you're in this industry, what gets the priority each week? This, above everything. This is what keeps the brand going. This is what keeps the audience like fueled up, fed, inspired, growing. This to me, my weekly content rhythm, it's more important than my meetings with my team. It's more important than sales for the week. To me, this is above all, if you want longevity in the marketplace, your ability to stay consistent. Mastery plus consistency plus value. That's success. Mastery, consistency, value. Mastery, consistency. But when consistency is a demonstration of mastery and a demonstration of value and authenticity, I mean, you got them. It's key. It's key. So I think this is so important. So I prioritize it. What does that mean? That's like, you know, Jenna at the beginning of the week doing her JK5. It's her JK5. It's her five things she does on social media, five different angles of sharing her life. That's what's important to her. That is Danielle and Natalie at Boss Babes talking about, oh, every day they were doing four posts a day on Instagram for two years. It's Glow talking about, how many dra travel blogs she did over and over and over. 
and then she'd take you know sponsorships just to go travel and just to create more content. So she'd take a gig just to travel, just to create the content. Even though the gig didn't pay a lot, it was an opportunity to create more content. You got to think about this very carefully. So what do I mean by prioritize? I mean, it is locked in your calendar. And if you are someone who's not using a calendar, then don't get mad at the world for your bank account. If you don't use your calendar, don't get mad at the world for your bank account. Your lack of discipline comes back to how you manage your time. You've got to have blocks of time that you follow and you prioritize, and that's when you do the thing. I know my solopreneurs out there. You're like, no, no, no. I show up and I follow the rhythm and I follow the flow and I just see what's going to happen today. I'm like, great. You're going to be miserable. That's what's going to happen. Why? Because a life of complete randomness becomes devoid of purposeful growth. A life of complete randomness becomes devoid of purposeful growth. If you're unhappy, it has a lot to do with you are not purposefully progressing. You're not purposely progressing because it's not on a wall or in your phone or on a chart that says, here's what we do today, right? I'm a very scheduled person and I have more free time than any one of my peers that I've ever met. Why? Because to me, I realized early on that time management is how you give reverence to life. If you deeply appreciate life, if you really have gratitude in your heart, then you care about how you use your time because you recognize life is short. And if you care about your audience, you're going to make sure you serve them. So you heard some people say, you know, they don't work until a certain time, but then that's when they work. Right. For me, I hate meetings before 1 p.m. Pacific. Just uh, or 1 p.m. whatever low, um, time zone I am. Hate it. I try to avoid meetings completely. So in the morning, I get up. I do my high performance planner. Well, usually, as you guys know, my routine. I get up. I stretch and move. I sit down. I read for 20 minutes. Then I spend 20 minutes planning the day with the high performance planner and envisioning everything coming up visualizing what's coming up, visualizing how to deliver excellence today. And then I get at it. And then I make my mornings all about like doing things that are creative or researching, doing things that, that fill me and fuel me creatively before I'll ever take a meeting. And that's my style. There is no right answer, but you better have one for you. I do one long form piece of content every week. And then that long form video, we bust up into clips, we bust up into quotes, we make it a post uh, on our blog, we make it a post on LinkedIn, we make it a post other places based on one long thing that I do. Every week, my whole team is working around the rhythm. You're like, what do your team do? This is what my team does. This is what most of the team does. They're deploying the weekly content rhythm. They are finding a piece of content from me in the vault, something I've done before, or taking something I send them and they're chopping it up and proliferating out there. And what's important about this is you'll love is the one reason people don't succeed in business that is often under discussed is that they don't have a plan. The funny thing is 
they actually do have a plan. They were kind of like, I'd like to do this, or I'd like to serve these customers. I'd like to make this kind of money, but they don't have a weekly plan. So they wander up and they just grab every flashy thing and then they watch some TV and then the week is gone. They're like, ugh. That's why I talk about the importance of using a high performance planner or a calendar or finishing your Fridays with a clear cut goal. This is way more important than you think. Way more important than you think. To really break through, you need to start planning your weeks. A simple way to do that that we teach an influencer business program is draw 12 boxes on a page. Each box represents a month. What's the major theme of that month? And then your content aligns with that theme. Simple, right? What is your decision about this? What is your weekly content rhythm going to be? You're going to create Monday mornings. You're going to create Tuesdays after lunch. You're going to get after it Wednesday from this block of time to that block. Like have that and try to create it consistently in your life. Because when you show up for that block of time over and over and over again, that's your block of time for mastery. That's your block of time for service. That's your block of time for your art. That's your block of time that really moves the needle forward for you. You got to have a consistent block of time. I know some parents are like, I can't right now. I got the young kids. I can't, you know. That's impossible for me to have that block of time. I'm like, better find it. And I'm cool if it's 30 minutes. Find that 30 minutes. That's when your spouse takes over. That's when the neighbor takes over. That's when grandparents take over. That's when Netflix takes over. I don't know what's going to happen, but you got to find that block of time. That's what we all have to do. I don't have any time or any more time than you. And everyone can say, well, you don't understand. I've got these. I'm like, there's 7 billion people in the world. There's been billions of people in history. You're not going through something that is something that people haven't gone through before. You've got to learn how to cope. You've got to learn how to adjust. You've got to learn how to manage yourself. You've got to learn how to get help. You've got to learn to set boundaries. These things don't come naturally to people. You've got to decide to do them. And I'm hard on that stuff. Hey, it's Brendan. You know one question I never anticipated getting as the world's leading high-performance coach, it's, Brendan, what kind of car do you drive? I never anticipated getting that, but I drive a Range Rover Sport. I love this thing. You know, when you look at the Range Rover Sport, it, you just know it's, it's powerful, it's all-terrain, it's the thing in sporting luxury, but what a lot of people don't know is when you get in this thing, it's got this uh, like cockpit-like experience inside. It feels amazing to drive it. Inside there's noise cancellation, there's cabin air purification, they have massage seats, literally. I mean, this thing is awesome. It's my favorite drive. It's got the power, the performance, the agility that someone like me who's really into high performance cares about. You can go build your own Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. That's LandRoverUSA.com. Number three, this is important. Prioritize email capture from day one. Prioritize email capture. For those in other languages, this means get emails. Get emails. <laughs> get emails. Okay, so if you're beginning, 
I want to say, where, where everyone always says something, Brandon, where should I focus? Should I focus on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook? I'm like, that is not the important question because at some point you'll be on all of them. Here's what you need to focus on. How are you going to get people from there to email? How do you create those free opt-ins, those free webinars, those free downloads, the free access to the videos, whatever it is that is free that is going to get people to give you their email? Why? Because to this day in this industry, it's indisputable that email and those with the largest email list are still earning the highest amounts. I've got friends who have literally, listen to this, I have friends who have tens of millions of followers more than me, tens of millions more than me, and we out-earn them. I have friends who can try to launch something and it falls apart and they can't figure out, I said, they, they spend months on social media trying to launch it, we'll, we'll rock out a few emails and beat them. Why? Because from day one, I was taught to focus on email marketing. Because people open emails, people go back to their emails. People don't scroll through yesterday of their social media. But guess what? Their inbox is like work. So they go back. Who's going to spend some time today looking at your emails from yesterday? Yeah. How many of you are going to do that even though you don't want to? <laughs> See? That's the power of email right there. And everyone also, Brendan, email's going away. I'm like, how did you log? Because I said, why? Well, because social media. I'm like, how did you log into your Instagram with your email? And you think email's going away? How did you log in to Facebook with your email? How did you log in to all these other devices and all these things that you use? You use your email. Email is still the foundation, basic login point more than anything else. And that's not going to go away in the next five years. It's just not. And so that, e build, that ability of also to keep people in conversation in a focused way, that's the power of email. Uh, a click from an email is worth thousand X a click from a social media post. It's so much more valuable. Because why? Because there's a different permission level there. It's, I went to this page, I chose to give my email because I want this thing specifically. Versus, oh, you kind of, you scroll something, oh, maybe I'll follow that person, but they're also following a million others and it just gets lost. So email marketing is still key. And for those who are advanced, for those who are advanced, now it's all about automating your campaigns so you have constant email growth. Like all the time, it just happening. How does that happen? That happens with ads. Happens with ads. It's cold traffic ads. You are constantly running ads that the audiences of the people you want to reach, driving to a page where they give you their name and email, and then you follow up with them with an automated sequence. What's called an email follow-up sequence. Okay. All those you know, I use Kajabi for that. If you got an email, um, you know, the system that we use for Kajabi, it builds our pages, it has our membership site. It uh, does everything from our blog to our emails, to our analytics, to our checkout, to taking money, to integrating with Stripe or PayPal. We use Kajabi. Um, I'm an investor, so I have a thing for you guys. You can go to uh, 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 brendan.com forward slash Kajabi, and you have a free trial. You can check it out. It's free. Again, I'm an investor, so I'm compensated some way if that happens, if you 
use it, but it's free. Uh, Brennan.com forward slash Kajabi will take you to the page, free sign up. And that's what we use. That's how we capture emails, how we send emails, and most importantly, how we follow up with people. It's how we make offers, collect money, do analytics. Like we have one system in my business. I mean, basically now we have like Zoom, <laughs> social media, and Kajabi. That's pretty much like what we run on and uh, works pretty good. You know, literally, and isn't that freeing a little bit? Like we have one major system. We use a lot of Zoom now these days and we use a lot of social media and that's tens of millions of dollars of a type of our business. So for those of you who are like, oh my gosh, I have to do, I'm like, we keep it simple. Everyone say, keep it simple. Keep it simple. OMG, people work way too hard in our industry. I'm like, what? Stay, why do they work too hard? Because they're not going deep. <laughs> you know, because they're not staying focused and consistent. Weekly rhythm. Because they're not and have not prioritized email. So they're always focused on the next social media thing because they never actually built that connection with people through email. I think that's hugely important. Okay. I hope this is helping y'all. Number four, you've got to create your offer grid. Okay, what does an offer grid look like? Well, one offer is something you're selling, right? You sell something. When you sell something, that's an offer to your audience. An offer grid says you have multiple sales to the audience, multiple offers and products. So what I'm always teaching is A, keep it simple. But what that might, what does that look like, Brendan? Well, the way I think about it is, and I was talking with about this with Glow, and I talk about with a lot of the people who want to build the business side of things, even when you're beginning, you have that low, middle, and high priced thing. Low tier thing, under under 100 bucks. Mid tier thing, 100 to call it like 600. High tier, 600 and above. Exclusive, 1,000 and above. And so that's a grid. We, we, we want them to go through this one, that one, this one. It's, it's an escalation pattern. It's a funnel. There's lots of different names for it. I call it a grid because you're going to have that. So let's imagine one row, low, middle, high. That one row, as an example, listen real close. That one row can just be a topic. You might have another row of offers on another topic. In my business, those because you guys know mine, like my first row we think about is personal development. We have low price personal development stuff, middle price personal development stuff, high price personal development stuff. But on another row, which is what makes it a grid when you expand into other topic areas, like I have marketing now, right? Oh, I have marketing now that more of the world sees anyway. So since 2008, since we like coined the phrase, the expert industry and started teaching thought leaders in 2008, we have low tier, mid tier and high tier. So different topic areas might have their own row. And when you have multiple topic areas, that becomes a grid. That's why I call it an offer grid. In your first year, you might just have say one topic. I'm gonna to teach parenting, great. You're gonna have a $29 ebook. You're gonna have a $200 course and you're gonna have a thousand dollar one-on-one coaching. Cool, that would be one row, right? Low, medium, high. So you're teaching parenting. Maybe you're teaching parenting and you're in year two. And you're like, you know, the real problem with parenting is that the parents want to kill each other. So I'm going to start this new row here called relationships. 
and I'm going to have a low, medium, high. That is what we call an offer grid. Okay, that's called an offer grid. And that's how you scale a company. You only have two options, right? Either you offer more things in the low, middle, or high. Or you offer more rows, more topics. Or you just bring more people into that. Those are your three ways to build. Three ways to build. More products in one topic, more topics, or just more traffic and conversion. Simple, right? It's like, oh, that's the whole business. I'm like, that's the whole business. Oh, got it. So that's what I call the offer grid. Now, when you're beginning, obviously, I'm like, you might not even develop your whole row. Your first year, you might just have that one price point, right? Just that one simple price. You're going to offer one thing. Cool. You might spend all year just selling that one thing. No problem. One thing. Then year two, maybe, or whenever you're ready, you're going to add the mid-tier or add the high tier. A lot of people will suggest to you, just start with the high tier. Just do some of that, just figure out how can you charge a higher price by adding a tremendous amount of value and you have a lot of personal time with them, coaching or consulting, and that'll get you in the game at a higher dollar amount, and then work backwards, a a mid-tier and a low tier, to get more traffic and more people in to there. And a lot of people start with the expensive and come down, but also a lot of people start with the inexpensive and go up. The main thing is to start, is to what? Start, that's it, that's it. This is online business building 101. I'm telling you, that's for the beginners. Now, for my high achievers in this area, six, seven figure earners, what you need to do is do a better flow through your grid, meaning your email sequence is dropping people through all of these offers needs to become more intelligent. It needs to become more integrated, more tag driven, more automated, if you will. Like make that process happen easier where they flow from one topic to another. Second, for my high performers, you want to have one, this is really key. This took me so long to learn guys. This is like, this was probably my, this, I bet this was my single eight figure breakthrough. Okay, so this was the thing that took me in like, whoa, we're making like $10 million a year stuff. So this is no joke, no joke. What I figured out was I had a lot of different topic areas, but I was spending so much time offering a high price thing across all topic areas. I was working too hard. It was exhausting because those high price things take a lot of personal touch. And what I realized is I'm just going to have one expensive thing that no matter what topic they come in, no matter what's going on, I'm just going to have one expensive thing. For me at that time was masterminds. Uh, first, I'm sorry. First, it was coaching. Later on, I turned it to masterminds. And that was, it was like, okay, I don't care if you want to learn personal development from me or business from me. If you want to work closely with me, I have one offer, this high-end thing. And so people came in both. A lot of people joined my high-end thing because they wanted personal development. A lot of people also joined the high-end thing because they wanted business. And at the events, I would just parlay back and forth between the two topics or group the people based on the topics or where they're at in their business or their life. And that saved me because I used to be doing multiple masterminds or multiple coaching programs. And it was exhausting running them all. I said, combine them. 
change the marketing. So they all want to come in. Now I only have one. And that one thing grows better because now I can go deeper with all those people too. And bam, my life got way easier. That's what, for those who who were with me since we've been teaching this stuff at Experts Academy since 2008, you all might remember, that's a million. That means that's a million dollar idea. I would say, that's a million. Uh, I mean, this is like a million dollar. You're like, oh, why am I trying to serve so many people in this way instead of just this one thing? So anyway, it's, it's like, it's truly a game changer for me. So what does that mean to you? What is your offer grid? What do you sell? What are you going to sell? Just make a decision today. Well, I'm finally gonna offer that course. Oh, I'm finally gonna do that challenge. Oh, I'm gonna sell swag. Oh, I'm gonna get brand deals. Oh, I'm gonna, what? What, what are your products and your, this is your products and services mix. I call it a grid. Number five, measure performance. You and the business performance. Okay, we're gonna talk about these two things. You're gonna measure you and business performance, and you're gonna measure that every week. You gotta start measuring yourself. You gotta measure your habits, measure your output, measure your progress. And I know that doesn't sound fun for the freewheelers out there, just going along on the stream of life, no problem. But if you wanna grow, this is gonna be important. I wish I could go back 14 years ago and say, Brendan, track every week how many more emails you get where those emails come from and operationalize doing that better. I wish I could go back and say, Brendan, you've been running this campaign, get reports on it every single week, not just because it's working, keep tweaking and keep honing, you make it even better and better and better better. I wish I could get back and read uh, a book called Measure What Matters by John Dewar, which teaches the concept of OKRs objectives and key results, objectives and key results. I didn't know how to do that. Did you know all of Silicon Valley uses OKRs? It's like, oh, I wish I knew that. Or they use some type of performance indicator. They're measuring themselves. And because they're always measuring that thing, guess what? It gets better. What you doesn't, what you can't measure can't be improved. What you don't measure won't be improved. And so for those of you who have that entrepreneurial solo spirit, who just show up and go with the Zen vibe of the day, I love you. I've been there. I got no judgment, except if you are unhappy with your bank account. If you are unhappy with your impact, it's time to get back into some measurement. That's all. You know, it's either KPIs, key performance indicators, or OKRs, objectives and key results, most of Silicon Valley runs on OKRs now, objectives and key results. Again, there's a book called Measure What Matters by John Dewar that really breaks it down, exactly how to do that. I wish I knew that stuff. I didn't. I was just like, because of where I'm from, I was just like, we're making money. Wow. My measurement was my enthusiasm that we were making money. That was about it. I was just, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I hope it keeps happening. Let's keep doing whatever we're doing to make that happening, but I didn't get smart and disciplined to measure the performance enough. But how did I get here? Well, the good thing is I measured myself enough. I measure myself every night when I go to bed, I say, did I live? Did I love? Did I matter today? 
So I'm always living into my values. I'm living into my life philosophy. I'm measuring. I'm asking myself the tough questions if, if I've done that or not done that. That's super key for me. Super key for me. Then I also, every day now, using the High Performance Planner, it forces me to look at the important areas of habits. And people tell me all the time, Brendan, it's so boring to track my habits every day. I'm like, I know. Well, you know, it's boring to feed your mouth every day too, but you don't stop feeding the kid. You don't, you don't, you don't do the, you don't stop doing the fundamentals because they're boring. If you're not measuring yourself in some way, if you don't have a way of measuring your performance every week, don't pretend that you're a high performer yet. Like you, you don't get a gold medalist sprinter who's not measuring herself in a disciplined way to know whether or not she's improving. You don't get, you know, a fitness nut not tracking their rings. You, you don't get somebody who, um, you know, is trying to achieve the next level in business who can't walk out of the meeting and, and, and honestly ask others, how'd I do? Like getting feedback, getting measurement, getting metrics behind what you're doing, that's huge. That's huge. You know, this year, uh, Kajabi, I told you guys about, they're rolling out more and more metrics. I know some of you guys are part of it and more and more analytics. That's like brought in my mind. Oh, wow, that's really important. But you got to find a way to make it easy for you. I'm so dumb, it's got to be on a wall. Like I, I put it on a wall and I walk in, I look at the wall. This is, this is how dumb I am. I literally have to walk in. So I've taken my life and created what I call my battle board, which is like my, my, my calendar and everything. And it lives in a wall. It's on the wall. And so I walk in every morning after I've sat there. I've, I've, worked, I've usually worked out or stretched. I've usually read. I've usually done my planner. And I will still walk in and just stare at this wall. And on that wall is all my plans, my business models, things I'm tracking in my life. And I just force myself to stand there for like five minutes. I'm not even trying to do anything. I'm forcing myself to look at life and business. You know why most people lose motivation? They haven't looked at their goals in five years. They say they have goals, but if you're not looking at them daily, what happens is you distance yourself from the ambition. You, you need those visual connections with what you're doing every day. Otherwise, you get detached from the mission. You get detached from the progress. You get detached from wanting to do it. All of you need that more than you think you do. Way more than you think you do. Some of you think you ah, but I'm so good at organizing in my head, but I'm like, great. And if you organize in your head and you put up visually, you're going to be a weapon. Right now, you're good. You want to be a weapon? Visualize it. Like, look at it. And it's, I, I really still, forgive me for being old school, I'm like, take it off your devices, put it on a wall somewhere, stare at that sucker. I just stare at it. And some days, a big idea goes, ooh, in that box, I could do this. Or, oh, right, that project is coming up. Ooh, I forgot about that major thing. Or, oh, I forgot about that partner. Other days, I just stare at it, nothing happens. Nothing, I just stare at it. Nothing goes off this dumb brain of mine. I just look at it. All right, nothing happened. Cool. But at least it reminds me of what I'm after, right? At minimal, it keeps it on the dashboard of my mind. What's on the dashboard of your mind? The news, the election, 
What's on the dashboard of your mind? What someone said to you? What they're telling you have to do? Who you have to care for? What's on the dashboard of your mind? If the dreams, if what you're after are not on the dashboard of your mind, that's why you're not more motivated. Literally, you got detached from the vision. That's what happens. People have a new, what, why is New Year's the highest point of inflection for motivation worldwide every year? It's the same. It's been that way for millennia. Why? Everyone starts their year writing down what their goals are. By three weeks later, they don't know where they wrote it down. They haven't looked at it again. They're just back into the normal dashboard of the mind. Boss told me this, need to do that for the team. I guess I'm doing this obligation. And they went back into reactive mode versus visionary mode. I'm visionary every day. You know how I'm visionary today? I stand in front of the wall and I look at it. That's how exciting it is. <laughs> Who needs a visual reminder? I hope you guys put up on a wall. I got this new thing over there. I haven't set up in the new house here yet, but it's, a, it's one of those, it's like, a, it's like a roll of paper that you pull down and rip off like butcher paper. It's like a fancy thing I found on, found on the gram somewhere and it just works great. All right, so how do you do it? How do you measure yourself in your business? What are you looking at? When you measure and you track how well you're doing and how you show up. I even talked about in one of my shares about how I measure myself when I walk off stage every time. I measure myself in a specific way when I walk off stage about how I did. And I measure those categories every time. And that's how I became, you know, I think the third highest paid public speaker on the planet. I'm like, not good at communicating naturally. I measured myself against things that I knew made people good so many times. The guilt and the embarrassment made me get a little better at it. I said, well, I suck at those things. <laughs> I better get better. How many of you suck at something that is important to your business? You're terrible at it. All right, start measuring yourself there. Don't, listen, it's not about self-judgment and self-hatred. It's about self-evaluation to the skills that you have. Okay, this is a, a big next focus that I would pay attention to. Number six for everybody out there. I would win the follow-up game. Now, I talked about this earlier about going deep, about like the email sequence follow-up stuff. Now I wanna talk about like how to really amplify your business. Think about how two people, they're starting an Instagram page. You get 10, 15 followers. One person is upset they didn't have more than 15. The other person goes and DMs every one of those people individually and says, hey, thanks for liking my post. Thanks for following me. How are you doing today? What's up with you? Some people get an email and they do a launch out to them. They never talk to them again. Another person talks to them launches with them, and then sends them surveys to figure out more about who they are. Sets a consistent communication pattern with them. Decides to collect their phone number. Communicate there too. Follow up. Someone emails your team. You choose, you're going to follow up. Like our team, like we're going to reply to your stuff within 24 hours. It's just how we built the team. We're going to reply. Unless we've already replied or you went into a certain promotion bucket that is the answer is coming like literally in 48 hours. It's like, we're going to get back to you. It's a follow-up game. Also, when someone buys something from you, what happens? They get the thing, 
Do you also give them four surprises? Do you give them things they didn't even know they were gonna get? Do you throw in other things, other experiences, other trainings? What's that follow-up game? When they comment after they've purchased something from you, do you still treat them with as much value as you did when they were first coming in? That follow-up from a promotion, that follow-up from a contact point. I always tell everybody, and I hope if you've been to High Performance Academy or HPX or expert, you've all heard me say this for years, I hope. You've already met the person who can make you a million dollars. You already met that million dollar partner, promotional partner, million dollar client. You've actually already met the person. What happens is you didn't follow up. You met somebody at a conference and you're like, ooh, and you held that card. You thought one day when I make it or when I'm ready, I'm going to follow up with this fancy person, their card, and you never followed up. Who can be honest? Raise your hand if you have a shoebox of cards that you never followed up with. Raise your hands. You have, you know that you have a successful person's business card and you still haven't followed up and it's been weeks. Raise your hand if you know you have a successful person's business card or contact your your email or they followed you on or you could DM them. You have that and you've had it for over a year. Let's be honest. You've probably already met the person who could drive extraordinary blessings, abundance, wealth, privilege, network into your life. But you thought, I'm not enough now. One day I'll be enough and then I can contact them. You got an enough problem. You don't have a communication problem because you have email. You have social media. You have their phone number. You think you have to become something to reach out to somebody. I'll tell you what, I was a smelly, longer haired kid with four or five pairs of clothes. And I would meet people on the bus in San Francisco when I moved there from Montana and I was super broke, like way broke. And I'd chat up somebody on the bus, not because I was extroverted, because I was trying to learn to communicate. So it was like a game for me. I was like, I'm going to learn to talk to strangers. I'm just going to teach myself to talk to people. And on the bus in San Francisco, fancy people are all dressed up, all fancy, going somewhere. I didn't have a job at that point. I'd quit. So I was just standing next to people who were fancier. And I would just start a conversation with them. And whatever they did, I said, well, let me follow up with you. You got a card? Sure. They give me a card. They'd get an email that day. Then I'd put them in rotation. What it means is that back then I had just had an Excel spreadsheet and I'd reach out to them every top of the month. Everybody got emails from me on the first of the month. I don't, it doesn't matter how much, and I, I don't mean a newsletter. I mean, individually, just a simple little note, right? Some obviously it was copy and paste to a lot of people, but it was pretty simple. It was like, hey, I hope you had a really great month. What'd you learn about yourself or your career this last month? Here's what I learned. What are you trying to do this next month? Here's my three goals. Just thought I'd share and keep in contact, Brendan. I would say I did that for hundreds of people. And I would say that probably four or five of those people brought something extraordinary into my life. 
who's willing to put yourself out there a hundred times to get three or four extraordinary miracles in your life? I don't know how you think about it. That's how I think about it. I'm like, oh, you want me to go do a thousand things to get 30 blessings in my life? Let's go. I'm okay with those odds. You want me to go hustle to 300 business cards to get one blessing? I'm after that. I'm somebody, I love serendipity things. So I just feel like you don't know. See, you made that person on that business card either more important or less important than you. And either way, that is an enough problem. You don't think they're enough. You're discounting them. Or you don't, or you think you're, you know, not enough and discounting yourself. And all this discounting of yourself is not going to play well in this industry. Because what it is, is it's showing that you don't value humanity equally. You never know who knows somebody. Right? You never know who's. I met somebody who was actually one of our paying clients, I remember. And one day I mentioned something about meeting a president, and she mentioned to the team or to me uh, that she knew this president who was going to be at this fundraiser, and I could come and sit next to this person. And I got to sit next to the person and talk for hours. It was amazing. Right? It was amazing. Met this other person who, after a speech one time, who was literally the assistant at this event, like a paid uh, assistant at this event, not even on that person's team or anything, just this person. And I was so nice to him. I did this follow-up to the strategy I talked to you about. And that got me on an arena stage of like 17,000 people. I had no idea that she knew a producer from school who got me on the stage. I mean, like, you don't know. Like part, of, like, like part of the magic is valuing the interconnectedness of humanity and not taking yourself out of play. Not taking yourself out of play. This is what I mean by winning the follow-up game. For those who have been my promotions before, hey, for those advanced people, here's a simple one. When you do your promotion and you have your 72-hour deadline, when you're doing email marketing, don't forget your non-click strategy. In the last three days of a deadline, you email everybody each day, but midway through the day, you email anyone who had not yet clicked from the morning's email. That's your non-click strategy. That's winning the follow-up. It's making sure you get the touch point. And I know I could belabor this, but I think it's just so critical that you learn, that you just learn how important it is to follow up, how important it is to value people, how important it is to just keep going. And when you do that over and over and over again, the game changes. I'm here to tell you. It is so important to win the follow-up game. I want you to assess every part of your life right now, today, and ask, where are you not following up? Are you not following up with your word? Are you not following up enough with your customer after they buy? Are you not following up enough with someone who comments something nice? Are you not following up enough when someone asks a question? Are you, where, where are you struggling here? And here's the most important thing to my friends who are experienced, hire for this. My follow-up game for a long time was just me. You want to go to another level in your business? Get someone else to follow up. Like our corporate division, as an example. So for you guys who don't know, we, we do high performance training in, in corporate America. It was always on me to follow up with people. Finally, we got a, we got a sales guy. 
that's what he does. He, like all these inbounds come to me. I don't, I can't follow up. So I used to follow them thinking one day I would not be so busy. Anyone ever done this? One day I won't be so busy. Who's got what I call a BS folder? BS folder is the folder you're telling yourself you're going to do something with them and you never do. Who's ever flagged something and put it in a BS flag folder and you ain't even follow up with that? Yeah. You flagged it. You put it in an important MVP, super VIP folder, and you ain't done nothing on that. But that's what happens. You, you better get some help following up with those people. And the sooner you get some help following up with those people, the more you are going to be successful. So for those beginners, time to get that assistant. Time to get that one salesperson who can follow up and close the deal. For those of you who don't have a system for it, Time to get Kajabi or some other system that follows up with the email sequence or the close down sequence to make the sale, to close it down. Like, you, like we use tools for that. We hire for that. In the beginning, it was just me. And it was not fancy. It was on the first of the month. I'm going to follow up with everybody I met. That was it. If I was new to the game right now and I was on social media I, and I was totally new and I'm trying to build my first thousand people on the first of the month. I would sit down for 90 minutes and I would go and I would message everybody who commented on any of my posts. I would go DM them. If they commented or they liked any of my posts, I'd send them a private message. Say, hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you didn't know, I help people in this way. Here's a link to my podcast. Or, hey, if you didn't know, I've got this free thing over here. Or, hey, if you ever need anything, just hit me back. This is my real DM or whatever. I would just like guerrilla warfare build that audience by connecting with people. Don't be fancy and don't think that you're better than others and other people aren't as valuable as you. And don't sell yourself short. You already met somebody who could bring a million dollars of abundance into your life. You went to high school with them. You haven't reached out. You went to college with them. You haven't reached out. You met them at the local nonprofit potluck. You never replied that card. They sit on the board of the nonprofit that you volunteer for, but you're too shy to walk up and talk to them. You got to change that enough business and realize that if they're in your circle and they're in your world, the way I look at it, I'm, I look at it from a spiritual perspective. I just believe in serendipity. I, if I met you, I believe I'm supposed to meet you. Hey, it's Brendan. And I want to tell you about circle and how powerful it is if you're trying to build your online community outside of Facebook groups. You know, I had this problem a couple years ago where I just started noticing when I was running a Facebook group, um, really Facebook was incentivized to kind of steal my customer and steal my audience. So they'd recommend other things I didn't like, or honestly, my members were losing my posts in the feed. I didn't really have the information or the data about the people in the group that I wanted. It was hard to actually communicate with them offline, out of the group. And most importantly, it was hard to sell stuff and have an actual business from it without driving them to other places. And then came along Circle. And it's just at the website circle.so. So just go to circle.so. And you can see that they have built this incredible platform that allows you to host a community, go live in that community, and really segment the community into these different spaces where you can give people access 
to different levels of content or community, which I absolutely love. Because, you know, in my businesses, I've got new people coming in. I've got paying members coming in. I've got all these different products or courses or programs. And, and they've always had these different logins. They've been all over the place. Now, with Circle, it's in one place. My community can meet there. They can post. I can post. We can use like multimedia posts as well. They can post video or audio, so can I. I can organize things, all of my content in very unique places and grant access to only some people. And of course, I can have my team in there moderating the whole community with me. Everybody needs this. Everyone's trying to build their community, but they struggle. Like what system or what tools do you need to use or have? Trust me, building it out on your own not an option. Too expensive, too time consuming. So go to circle.so and check it out. If you're trying to build a community and really maintain control of that community and do a great job serving them and building a business from it, go to circle.so. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm going to change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance, but I also felt like this, this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy, I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn. To earn the gifts we've been given, to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about, you know, their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're going to get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot. You'll be motivated and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. Mm -hmm.